Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Of our broadcast and we'll take a look at some of the items here on the text line. By the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. On that text line, a compilation of some of the things we've talked about thus far. We talked about the money that's gone to Ukraine to help with their war. We're sending money because it gets funneled back to the Dems. How much money unaccounted for? <laughs> There's no telling. Russia is withholding the power it has against its people. It won't be so kind to the U.S. Ooh. Vince Bob Dylan once said, when you ain't got nothing, you got nothing to lose. What happens when Putin reaches that point? There's no telling. Speaking of money, $5,000 a day for about seven months is a million. $5 a day for 550 years, a billion. The United States sends billions upon billions of dollars to Ukraine. It makes me wonder, where is that money really going? I know wars are expensive, but let's get real. This texture warning of what's ahead, mass layoffs coming, Vince. We haven't even begun to see the worst of it yet. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Vince, maybe the Democrats should have another party. That will reduce inflation. Yeah, that little stunt they pulled last week, wasn't that silly? The criminal banks printed $9 trillion to buy all the assets. You will own nothing and be happy. Yeah. I'm hoping since it's the Democrats running our country, our economy into the ground, they will lose the majority all the way around. Republicans turn it around in less than a year. That may keep the socialists and progressives off the stovetop for decades. I don't think people learn these lessons long term. I wish I could agree with you. But people flip back and forth. I mean, look at 2020. Biden administration, the Fed are devaluing the U.S. dollar on purpose to make the transition to one world digital currency more appealing. If only 1% of the country fully understood just 1% of how much we are screwed over, it would be January 6th across the entire country. I can't remember who said this. Was it Henry Ford? Someone years ago made the comment. If the American people ever figured out what they were doing, there would be another revolution. 
the elitists have always known what they were doing behind the scenes is shady. They've always known that. Vince, everything's okay. We just need to eliminate MAGA voters and jail Trump. Can't you understand the Biden logic? He's cool. <laughs> this texture saying the gold standard should never have been allowed to be abolished. Well, I would agree with that. And again, throwing the Federal Reserve on top of that. Pretty messy. Very, very messy. So... What else do we throw into the hopper for conversation? I want to talk about something that you know is near and dear to my heart because I do a lot of counseling, engaging people all the time. Did you know depression is on the rise in the United States? According to sobering new research from Columbia University. I had a conversation just this morning. And this doesn't surprise me at all. This kid was just telling me, I, I very much live my life alone, increasingly. I stay away from people. This guy's in his 30s. I've stayed away from people. And I think this is where a lot of people are. A lot of our separation and distance. There's loneliness. There's isolation. So depression's on the rise here in the U.S. Even more troubling, study authors add, even as depression has increased, there has not been an uptick in people seeking mental health help or treatment. This does not surprise me at all, especially for us men. We're horrible at this. Study authors say that in 2020, nearly 1 in 10 Americans reported having depression over the prior 12 months. Almost 1 in 5 adolescents or young adults reported the same. Data used for this project provided by the National Survey on Drug Use and Health spanning 2015 through 2020. This survey is a nationally representative poll of Americans 12 and older. Major depression is the most common mental disorder. And strong risk factor for suicidal behavior. Increases in depression rates are hardly a new trend. Depression in the U.S. population jumped from 6.6% in 2005, 7.3% in 2015. One of the professors involved in this says our study... Updates the depression prevalence estimates for the U.S. population through the year 2020 and confirms escalating increases in depression from 2015 through 2019, reflecting a public health crisis intensifying in the U.S. even before the pandemic. The net effect of these trends suggests an accelerating public health crisis. And that parity and public service announcement efforts have not achieved equity in depression treatment. Regarding 2020, 9% of Americans, 12 or older, reported experiencing a past-year major depressive episode. However, the condition was deemed most common among young adults, 18 to 25, and adolescents, 12 to 17. Both of these age groups exhibited depression rates around the 17% mark. 
That's pretty high. Meanwhile, depression increased the fastest among adolescents and young adults, also ballooned across close to all gender and race, ethnic, income, and education groups. Interestingly, however, the prevalence of the condition did not change when it came to adults over 35. All in all, perhaps most importantly, rates of people seeking help stayed consistently low. Our results showed most adolescents with depression neither told or talked with a healthcare professional about depression symptoms nor received, received pharmacologic treatment from 2015 through 2020. Non-Hispanic white individuals, the highest prevalence of depression, exceeding all other race and ethnic groups. That's interesting. Most common among women and adults who weren't currently or previously married. See, this is part of what I've said to you as well about loneliness, connection. Even across income brackets, depression levels increased across the board. Those with the lowest household income did have the highest prevalence of depression. Boy, that's surprising. I'm being facetious, of course. Love to get your thoughts on these stats. And again, I encourage you, if you're in a place of encouraged of discouragement, depression, please seek help. Nothing wrong with getting help. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Back on the broadcast, I I want to talk to you uh, just briefly before we go into some other very important content and really address just, again, the current atmosphere we find ourselves in. I was just talking to uh, another friend of mine who is black recently, just about how this racial climate we have now is really worse 
than anything that I experienced growing up. Now, you would think, you know, back years ago, things were worse. But I find that it's worse now. And I don't mind telling you, it's worse now. Not because of white people. It's worse because of ideologies that unfortunately too many black folks have bought into. And these are ideologies and philosophies that are entrenched in victimology. I know I have a texter who has just been very persistent (laughs) about the importance of watching the Uncle Tom series. It's now series from Larry Elder. Strongly encourage you to watch. It's really good. I've watched it on Amazon. And I would encourage you to do the same. It's it it's really the kind of thing that is very helpful to give people a different perspective than the garbage that they're going to hear from the mainstream news media. And unfortunately, the the liberal tools that the mainstream media constantly puts up for us to listen to. They don't represent me, never have. Jesse Jackson has, in my lifetime, has not, for the most part, represented me. There's a time when he was back with Dr. King, and unfortunately, this is a totally different era. This is the era of victimology. And frankly, socialism. Are you ready for some nonsense? Because I'm going to serve up some to you right now. Uh, When I heard this story, I just thought, this just doesn't get any better. It really doesn't. This story by the College Fix. And it's on a professor, and the professor's name is Claudia Garcia Rojas. She's written an essay called The Supreme Court Won't Save Us. It was founded to defend, do you want to guess, white supremacy. My goodness. In fact, she liked to see the court abolished altogether. Brilliant. Claims that Justice Amy Coney Barrett was illegitimately appointed. So the Supreme Court can't protect the civil rights of citizens because it was founded to defend white supremacy. By the way, this person is into Africana studies. She argues the Supreme Court was stacked by Donald Trump with far-right justices, a strategic move meant to defend white Christian nationalism. Instead of packing the court, citizens should be asking, what steps can we begin taking toward abolishing it? Get rid of it. After winning an election with a majority of the electoral votes, President Trump and the Republican Party undemocratically appointed two Supreme Court justices. But if the appointments of Justices Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh were undemocratic but legitimate, 
Justice Amy Coney Barrett's selection was not, according to the Davidson College professor. Boy, this brings it close to home, doesn't it? The former president unfairly and illegitimately appointed a third, the race scholar wrote in her Truthout essay. Garcia Rojas wrote the nation's highest court is generally operated to enshrine whiteness as the normative baseline in constitutional law and to strengthen this baseline by consistently favoring and reinforcing the superior status of whites in the U.S. This is just sad. It is. And she adds now this white supremacy is being combined with Christianity. What's more, the conservative hijacking of the court by religious fundamentalists means constitutional law is being reshaped through the lens of Christian dominionism. White Christian dominionists believe the U.S. is a fundamentally Christian nation. Therefore, they have the authority to enact religious supremacy. One example of this, Professor wrote, is a speech by Justice Samuel Alito calling for protections for religious liberty. The professor wrote, religious liberty is not what's being criticized here, but rather the euphemistic use of the phrase to mean white Christian dominionism. Perilously, the Republican Party's desire to strengthen white supremacist ideology through religious fundamentalism is succeeding insofar as the court's most recent rulings. Dobbs, NYSRPA, and Vega and restructuring constitutional doctrine to reflect the interests of white Christian nationalists. <laughs> this is just this is just delusional is what it is. Dobbs, which was written by Alito, allowed for states to regulate abortion, reversing Roe v. Wade. NYS PRA refers to a ruling written by black conservative justice Clarence Thomas this summer, declaring a New York law requiring law-abiding citizens to prove a need to own a gun unconstitutional. The Vega ruling, Justice Alito ruled that a violation of Miranda does not constitute a violation of the Fifth Amendment right against compelled self-incrimination. The professor also referred to the Supreme Court as a national defense agency, the focus of a pending journal article, according to her personal website. So, I hope you have not burned excessive brain cells listening to this pure nonsense. You know, it's, it's just really sad to me. This whole white supremacy thing. I've never heard such paranoia. And frankly, just pure stupidity. Because that's what this is. White supremacy. You know, I you know one of the things I think is really amusing is to see the white supremacy in the city of Charlotte. Look at the white supremacy in our major cities. Who's running the government in these cities? I'm just asking. Baltimore? Washington DC? Who's in charge where is it at these subjects of white supremacy? It's just weird to me. And of course, elected Barack Obama. Boy, that was a triumph of white supremacy, wasn't it? What planet are these people on? Still to come, a little bit of an education on reparations. 
This one's a classic. Stay with us. folks over on the text line on this race subject always gets things stirred up you're sounding really stupid this morning as you support the same president as the kkk that's all i need to know about you president that told the white supremacist group the proud boys to stand down and stand by bless your heart and you are the real idiot here I suppose you support President Biden, who's had multiple racist gaffes over the years. And I'm not here to defend Trump. This is what drives me absolutely crazy. You are so thick and so bullheaded, probably haven't even paid attention to the fact that I've called this president out probably more than anybody, as in Donald Trump. So don't come with your... Virtue signaling here. It's not going to work on this program. It really isn't. Especially for somebody who clearly supports the party of the Ku Klux Klan. The real one. The Democrat Party. Vince leftists marginalize a group of people, then call it racist, when there's backlash from said group. Vince, when everyone got tired of hearing how everything is racist, they came up with white supremacy. It's just the new way to scream racism, specifically targeting white people. It's a bottom feeder's tactic. I was referring to cities, clearly not run by white people. This person says Chicago run by whites. Hence, the USA boasts the most minority wealth of any other multicultural country. How does that happen in a systematically racist system? It doesn't. When rich, successful black people tell other black people they can't be rich and successful because they're black, it makes you wonder how they're in the place they're in. The real reason isn't this is just about class. It's about race. It's about class. The most white supremacist place is Martha's Vineyard, where all the wealthy white liberals live, which begs the question, why would Obama want to live there? Yeah, that's where the rest of this message is. This person saying the real reason is this isn't about race, it's about class. And it is. That is, is indeed. As a black man, I can tell you right now, white supremacy is nowhere close to being one of the issues that affect my daily life, being a victim of crime from my own people is more of a concern to me. No, nobody living in the hood worried about white supremacy, I can promise you. <laughs> I hear you. Vince, as I'm listening to you speak, it's dawned on me why our country is in the terrible dilemma it is currently. Those of us who are content and happy with ourselves and our lives can 
continue living as we do. We're basically healthy-minded people. The few in this world who are horribly upset and dissatisfied with themselves tend to want to make others just as unhappy as themselves. Therefore, they speak up and want to be heard. We who are content and go on with our lives need to not take it for granted, but we need to speak up just as these miserable people speak up. We need to get off of our fannies, <laughs> or should I say our lives, and make ourselves just as known as those few miserable people who want to be heard. The problem with our country, too many miserable people. Loud. They're the loudest, aren't they? You will not find KKK, white supremacists, or neo-Nazi registered Democrats. They're all registered Republicans. I know very many, unfortunately. Your ignorance. Yeah, yeah, yada, 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 yada. Whatever. And the other thing is, even if your point is accurate, that they're, I don't give a rat's ass. I'm not here to defend the Republican Party either. What I am saying is, this is not a problem. That is significant in our country right now. White supremacy. This is pure stupidity. It's fear-mongering. It's paranoia. It borders on mental illness. I'm just being real with you. All right, got to get to this very quickly. <laughs> this blew my mind. Don Lemon got schooled. Yes, he got schooled. Talking about the idea, all of this great wealth, these discussions about what's taking place in the transfer of power in the United Kingdom, maybe it's time for reparations to be paid out of all of this great wealth of the royals. I want you to listen to Hillary Fordwich, a royal commentator. Listen to what she had to say. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when that crossed the entire world, when slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery why because the african kings were rounding up their own people they had them on cages waiting in the beaches no one was running into africa to get them and i think you're totally right if reparations need to be paid we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages absolutely that's where they should start and maybe i don't know the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery that those families should receive something too i think at the same time oh my goodness have you heard of such by the way we have some breaking news to tell you about more trouble for the trump family the Attorney General, Letitia James, has filed a $250 million lawsuit against Trump for defrauding lenders and others. This is a lawsuit not only against Donald Trump, but other family members. There will be much more on this, I'm sure. <laughs> Stay with us.
Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Wednesday. Reminding you again, the breaking news to tell you about the state of New York has filed a lawsuit, a civil lawsuit against the Trump family. $250 million for defrauding lenders and others. Basically, the allegation here is, for 20 years, Donald Trump and his family enriched themselves through numerous acts of fraud and misrepresentations. In fact, Ms. Letitia James is now laying out her lawsuit right now, accusing the Trumps of grossly inflating the former president's net worth by billions of dollars, cheating lenders and others with false and misleading financial statements. They're seeking a $250 million judgment and a prohibition on any of the Trumps leaving a company in the state of New York. Among other allegations, the suit claims former president's Florida estate and golf resort Mar-a-Lago was valued as high as $739 million, but should have been valued at around one-tenth that amount, at 75 The suit says higher valuation was based on the false premise it was unrestricted property and could be developed for residential use, even though Mr. Trump himself signed deeds donating his residential development rights and sharply restricting changes to the property. But this is just a sampling of the information that's come out on this civil lawsuit, and I'm sure you will hear much more about it in the coming hours. Time for us now to take a look at the day in history. How are you doing, Christopher? Doing well, Vince. Thank you. Good. Let us jump right in with a uh, moderately difficult set of questions. We begin in 1780. This person committed treason, meeting with the Brits and discussing handing over West Point. I wonder who that person was. Benedict Arnold. Most famous... (laughs) Traitor in history, Benedict Arnold. You're absolutely right. Second question. This is something a lot of people are saying about the United Kingdom, saying they should follow suit. 1792, revolutionary France. They took a vote abolishing this. What did they get rid of? A monarchy. The monarchy got rid of it. 1915. I think this is one of the great wonders of the world. Uh, It's pretty amazing. People questioning how it was built, who built it. Did they have help from, I don't know, people from outer space? This was sold for just under 12,000 U.S. dollars to a Mr. Chubb. It was a present for his wife. We're guessing she wanted jewelry because he presented the title to the British government three years later. What was this very popular uh, wonder of the world? What was it? Stonehenge. Stonehenge is correct. Three for three. 1937, the publication of Tolkien's masterpiece. What was it called? Lord of the Rings. Actually, it's The Hobbit was published 1937 1970 this is probably a day many women regretted 
the premiere of this particular sports broadcast. I think this was on ABC. The Browns beat the Jets 31 to 21. What started on this particular day, 1970, the very first show of its type? NFL today? No, Monday Night Football. Okay. Monday Night Football, the Browns versus the Jets. 1989, this was a first. The Senate confirmed this person as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, the first black chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Who was it? Uh, give me the year again. 1989. Uh, give me the name of the guy, then I'll be able to. <laughs> it's Colin Powell. Colin Powell is the answer to that one. Uh, 2008, the last question here. Uh, the final game is played in the old stadium for this particular team. They built a new one right next door. It's kind of crazy. I'll give you a hint. It was in the Bronx. Uh, Yan- Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Yes. Get rid of the old and bring in the new. So that is a look at the day in history. You know, one of the things I think is really cool in this country is how you find so many people who really are generous and caring to the point of caring for animals. I think this is a pretty cool story. Firefighters rescued a 13-year-old blind dog that fell into a hole at a California construction site. The dog is named Caesar. Lives next to the site in Pasadena with his owner. The dog apparently wandered onto the site. According to Caesar's owner, Mary, who declined to give her last name, Caesar then fell into that hole 15 feet deep, three feet wide. Mary alerted by the barking of her other dog. Caesar responded, and she could hear he was no longer in the yard. Something's wrong here, she realized. A Pasadena search and rescue team soon responded to the scene. The fire chief said confined space rescues present a lot of challenges for firefighters. They had to make sure they're safe, as well as the animal. So they hooked up a series of ropes and pulleys to lower one team member into the hole. Took the team member about 12 minutes to reach the dog, secure him in a harness. They brought him back to the surface. Caesar, I know you're glad to hear, is alive, uninjured. Brought out of the hole, got rid of that construction dirt all over him, reunited with his owner. That's a great story, isn't it? Thanks a lot for joining us on the broadcast today. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 